You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. So let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Do you think encounters change people? Yes. Both good and bad. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like it'd be called something different than encounter. If encounters didn't change people, if you look at like a country like El Salvador or something, like how Carlos grew up. Mm Mm-hmm. They would encounter like black magic, sangria. Mm-hmm. Was there other stuff, Carlos? I don't think so. Black magic is like witchcraft. What is black magic? It's witchcraft. It's, yeah. But it's dark. Basically just witchcraft? Spells, incantations, practices of things to make things happen spiritually. Mm-hmm. They mix like healing. Yeah. I heard. Um, I heard about uh, a person that was like a um, shaman Mm -hmm. that converted to Christianity, and they said that when somebody would come to them for healing, say, of um, cancer, they would do the spell or whatever, Mm-hmm. The cancer would go, but it would re-manifest as something that would take longer to kill the person later, like sugar diabetes. Mm. So, like, it was just basically a trade-off. Yeah. But it kept people coming back. So encounters change people. So as a Christian or a follower of Jesus Christ... The encounters we have with him mm-hmm. should have lasting change with us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that, for some reason, they can see a carnal or fleshly encounter having more impact on their life sometimes than an encounter with Jesus, because an encounter with Jesus usually is followed by you stepping up to the plate mm-hmm. in either discipleship or something like that. Whereas, like I heard this story about a couple that pulled their um, car over or something. I can't remember. It was like they pulled their car over because they seen a limo with a flat tire. And You don't see that very often. No. <laughs> they wanted to see who was in it and if they could help. And it was like Donald Trump. So they helped change the tire. Um, From that encounter, he anonymously figured out who they were and paid their house off. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's things like that in the natural, like your encounter with a winning lottery ticket. Yeah. You know, you don't really have to do any work except for claim the prize. Back in the day, do you guys remember Craigslist? Yeah. Yeah. So Craigslist had a whole section that was dedicated to like, encounters yeah it was literally called casual encounters encounters. and it was like people that this is the type of post that would be on there and this goes to show you the level of impact it was like i saw you at target today we made eye contact you were wearing a red shirt i'd love to take you out to dinner sometime weird yeah like a lot of times it would be women yeah like trying to Mm-hmm. Hope you, that some guy would. You delivered my UPS package. It's so weird. I live in this town, literally. But that's that just goes to show you how big of an impact days, weeks, months later. Yeah. That just a brief encounter with somebody. Yeah. Can Sometimes have. you have an encounter they don't have. Yeah, it's one sided. Right. They 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 used to teach for like um, self defense and stuff. Like young ladies don't maintain eye contact with a stranger because they will consider that. Well, in their mind, Mm -hmm. they'll they'll have establish a bond Mm -hmm. through encounter, which makes sense. Girls, James Dobson did a study over like twenty five years or something. Um, Girls between the age of like eight to twelve, yeah, they would establish 
a bond with somebody through four, 14 encounters of physical contact. Right. Even if they didn't like the yeah, person. even if it was negative. When it started. Boy pulling your hair on the back yep. of the seat in the school bus, teasing you. Yeah. Touching, 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 and yeah. then all of a sudden, bang. We learned that out of Acquire the Fire one year. This is, it? like, this is major truth, though, because think about adulterers. Yeah. Like, when you're, when you lose that connection with your spouse, and then all of a sudden, someone else, whether it be the female or male, comes in, and they start like physically like putting their hand on their hand yeah. or or their hand on the hand their arm. on the hand is so intimate like get away from yeah. me yeah i can't even can you imagine seriously Stop. but it's those moments of you having that again physical touch with a different person other than you being married mm-hmm. to them where it's just like this repetitive touch over and over and before you know it like something happens that shouldn't if you put your hand on my back my neck my arm my leg whatever like doesn't cause anything with me you put your hand on my hand and and it'll either freak me out and i want to climb the wall to get away from you Mm -hmm. or if we're like close like you and i that's a a huge intimacy between us yeah like when we're doing good we'll touch like you like you touch his hand and he's like hello check this out (laughs) we just went through a ministry seminar um that it was it was an event over a few days to Mm -hmm. try and bring leaders pastors of churches into a place of unity to go for souls in the area right Mm -hmm. there was a leader there that was heavily anointed that was sharing with the group and you're talking like 200 people in a room and at one point he said i want you to take your hands and put them out in front of you palms up yeah and everybody That's intimate did it. too yeah. everybody did it and he said now i want you to look at those hands and then everybody's looking at me i want you to concentrate on those hands mm-hmm. and then what do he say heidi now repeat after me yeah what do he say these hands are going to change the world? Yes. So if your hands are anointed and all these things, these signs that follow the believer, you know, and and the main one people go for is like laying hands on the sick and they'll recover. You know, if, if your hands are the, the vehicle for that, right? Mm -hmm. Prophecy, your tongue is is life and death is in the tongue Mm -hmm. laying on of hands you know all these different things those those members of your physical body they're they're actually set apart and meant for intimacy with jesus christ and the ministry that he's put in you yeah you know so having that that encounter mm-hmm. through touch, yeah. having that encounter through um, first impressions. They're- Let me tell you, though, it, it is just as jarring for someone to reach out and touch my hand as it would be for them to touch my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like reach up and touch your face. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it's intimate. You yeah. Know? Do you know what else is a very personal spot is r- right? The small of your back. The small of your back, whether it be male or female. Yeah. Because I even feel like a girl touching a man there is also very intimate. It's very interesting. That's weird. So, trust me, though. Next time no, I touch you there. No, but it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird how, you know, those, those are very um, intimate zones, mm-hmm. you know? Erogenous. Is yeah. that the word you're yeah. looking for? Well, I didn't want to say that one because, oh. like, people people immediately go to Skinamax when you say things. Yeah, like they do. That, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be all Cinemax dirty. after ten. Like yeah. when you say small of your back, you go Skinamax. No, but I'm saying when I say like, erogenous, when we're talking, yeah, oh. <laughs> that word. I learned it on Friends. Uh, that word. That, that word makes my mouth moist. 
<laughs> moist is bad too. <laughs> no, that I said that because that that makes a lot of women cringe. The word moist. I don't. It does. I don't mind the word moist. It doesn't bother it me. It bothers your sister. Moist. All I can think is Betty Crocker every time. Yeah, moist I think, cake like, mix. Ah, I think a mom making a chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting and me slamming it down with some ice cream. Or milk. I thought you were going to say milk. Yeah. My milk. What? What a waste of time. Peanut butter frosting and chocolate cake you with take, milk? You take good vanilla ice cream. None of this Kemp's garbage. You take good nature's <laughs> Sorry, touch. Yeah. Definitely not, not getting sponsored. sponsored by them. Take some good nature's touch. Which is so funny that you consider the best ice cream like what Quick Trip has to offer. Because of the because of the consistency. Yeah. Kemp's <laughs> Kemp's cheapened it up. I I would go full Dave Portnoy on Kemp's right now. I just for One those bite, that are everybody not... knows the rules. Don't go watch him. No, don't no, watch him. I was exposed to that man during the pandemic where we we're at Safer at Home. Yeah. But couldn't watch him for very long because I, I realized he has a very unkept He's mouth. got a filthy mouth. I will say, for people that are not in the Midwest, though, um, Quick Trip is like our Bucky's or Love's. Like your favorite gas station that has way more to That's offer. That's also than a convenience store. When you end up, yeah. you end up. Um, when you consume their products and they're locally locally sourced, um, you develop a a taste for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I go drink Morning Glory milk or Dean's milk, it tastes like I'm, you know, drinking swill. Yeah, plastic. Ugh. <laughs> Give me that nature's touch. Two yeah. percent vitamin D, baby. <laughs> What's better, a chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting or a yellow cake with chocolate frosting? Chocolate with mm. peanut butter. It depends on the frosting. I like whipped frosting too, so I'm I'm like way out of everybody else's. Oh, whipped frosting is a hundred percent. See, I like. Better. I love whipped frosting. Everybody around me is like buttercream. No, I, no. I'm gonna. Throw I like whipped. And I'm gonna throw in a completely different option. Cream, cream cheese, cheese frosting. No frosting. <laughs> Like, I could oh, do no frosting. Yeah, but you haven't been saved yet. <laughs> no frosting? Yeah, like, I could eat just cake with no frosting. In I'm fact, sure you if could. it's like, I could. If it's like a, a, like a store-bought cake, I'm for sure scraping all that frosting, like, directly into the trash. You were raised in a home where, like, the, the main spice used was salt. <laughs> <laughs> but her mom made... All these desserts. For, With salt. First of all, my dad didn't like spices, which is why she couldn't use them. Right. Second of all, salt's good. We're the salt of the earth. We're, we're the salt of the earth. Yeah. yeah, but you guys didn't eat good salt. I, I actually buy and we eat good salt. Himalayan. Himalayan back in and the then day, kosher salt. Back in the like day, in the, I don't even think the, Himalayan was a thing. Like <laughs> the flaked kosher, that's what we use like when we make our steaks. Like iodized like Celtic. all the time. Yeah, you guys had like <laughs> Dollar Tree, um, Morton. Yeah, the Morton salt girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's not Dollar Tree. Whatever. Yeah. The thing is, is, is we grew up in a household different where... Um, we used pepper with our salt. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> an event, um, an event was built around food. Yeah. Um, to a fault, almost. Yeah, it was to a fault, but mm-hmm. it was, it was, you know, it it was yeah, homey. Ours wasn't like that. Ours was like sit down, eat quick, because we gotta go work. Somewhat, yeah. Uh-huh. There was a, a bit of that. More like... Your dad loved to eat. He did. I, I remember one time my mom was working on a Saturday, and my dad had me working in the workshop with mm-hmm. him, and he brought me in for lunch. I was probably like 12, okay? And he made macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, okay? My dad could grill, but he wasn't much of a chef. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting at the table eating it, and, like, I'm just, like, sitting there quietly with my dad, like, eating this stuff, and it was disgusting. And, like, he's, like, halfway through it, and with his mouth, like, full of food, he's like, this tastes like crap. (laughs) And I was like, 
Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He didn't just full on like spit take it onto the plate. I've yeah. seen him do stuff like. Do you know? That. I feel like we grew up in an ingredient household. Yeah. Where we had like you could find a bag of croutons, but like <laughs> no salad. But but no salad, and like you couldn't find like a cookie I'm necessarily. Still, I'm still rolling that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will Are make you? a salad, but it's just croutons, cottage <laughs> cheese. And some Western dressing. Hard-boiled eggs, Western, Western dressing, dressing, and hot sauce. Yeah. Heidi had a snack household. Like, they always had stuff. Always yeah. had snacks. And, like, I would go there. It was, like, going to heaven. good snacks. They though. always had Coke and Diet Coke. And then, like, your mom always had, like, cookies and stuff made. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um. For my one, like your crouton life was always the lo mein noodles for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like chow mein I, noodles. I, chow or mein. chow mein noodles. I could just like noodles, sit and eat those all yeah. the time. Yeah, I could out eat of a bag. The first, okay, no, the second time. There's only two times really that I've like farted in front of not family. <laughs> We're yeah. going just directly there. <laughs> Sorry. So one, fast. One was gym class. And I blamed it on my shoes because we were doing the <laughs> yearly fitness test and I had to see how many sit-ups I could do. Mm-hmm. Totally right in the middle of that. And like the the kid holding my feet was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, shut up. It was my shoes. He was like, really? Do it again then. And then the second time was at Heidi's house. <laughs> do it. Karen. Yeah. Karen like, goes. Like, shut up, Roger. <laughs> Shane shut up Christian (laughs) yeah (laughs) and the second time was at Heidi's house I was like I was like 13 we were making tacos and Karen was like here Cressy (laughs) slice up this lettuce and I did and I was and Heidi made me laugh and I (laughs) it's like that (laughs) (laughs) yes every time you giggle and Heidi can't let one go. <laughs> she lost her mind laughing. <laughs> there, some lady did that in the prayer line the other night, and I was just like, "Oh, making room for the Holy Ghost." Really? Oh, really? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, Lord, forgive me for exposing that yeah. darkness. So, have you guys had encounters? Encounters? Like, yeah, with oh. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Tell July me about July of two thousand and nine. I feel like that's a given. Tell I know, me. Tell I love me it when I it. when I like call people out in church. I'm like, testimony, and they're like, nineteen sixty seven. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm but did one. anything happen this week? I'm not discrediting what happened in nineteen sixty seven. Correct, because that was needed. But sometimes you you go out and you grab that manna and you realize God said, "Don't pick it up again. I got fresh new manna yes. for you today." Yes. But uh, yeah, like hold on, because testimonies are amazing, mm-hmm. especially when they were first completed. But the reason that we can't keep telling that one, but also tell more, yeah. because what telling more does, and not just always going back to when you first got saved in 1940, is because it shows people that God is still working today. Yeah, because when you always go back to the very, very, very old one. It makes people think, okay, well, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. What, what's happening right now? I think it's because people always want to go to the big ones, you know, like the yeah. big. So, Like the moment of change, which a lot of the times wasn't even the full moment of change. Yeah. And then the discernment of what testimony to tell when. Can I be, again, very honest right now? People will ask the question, so when it, how long have you been saved? There is still people to this day that like know the exact date. Moment. Like yeah. April eleventh, nineteen forty six or nineteen ninety-nine. And I will like Do you sit know that's and be like, why I, keep I track? have no idea. Do you know why that that that's why I keep track of July of two thousand nine yeah. thirteenth. Yeah. The reason why I keep track is because I used to get jealous of those people. Of just knowing the date the second like, somebody really, asks Really, you it. know the moment that, that Christ came into your heart? And it would it would invoke me to jealousy that I did not have an encounter like that. Do you want to know why I don't know the date? Because it's not the moment that he came into my life, but it's the moment that he came into my heart. Mm-hmm. That I feel like there's a big difference. There's a moment when you first went to church 
and was like, oh, there's this like Jesus and I'm going to accept him into my heart because we say that prayer at the end of service. And there's lots of people that- I said a million of those. There's lots I said of, one this weekend. Yeah. There's lots of people that take that moment and at that's, a that's the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But then for me, th- I did that 485 times. Yeah. That wasn't the moment for me. Like the the moment when he was extremely real. I have I have different encounters that worked up to that point. Mm-hmm. Dude, I did it this weekend at a funeral. And I got wrecked. God wrecked me there for people. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. wrecked me and he broke me. And there was people there that were younger siblings of people that I lived wildly with. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, and and I had a conversation going last night, all night with a young man about attending church. And he showed up to an event yesterday. I didn't even get to see him there. I invited him to it. He, he sent me a message, said, thank you for inviting me. Him and his wife came. He's newly married. And they they said it felt like home. Mm. Now, these aren't like church people that have jumped like 12 churches and they, everyone they walk in is home. Yeah. They don't go to church. It's like they raised finally in church. came home. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, they're, they're like, we need more of this. And I'm like, we should get together with this person and this person because God's already put Christian people that also were wild like myself in their life that are that are transformed. Yeah. But I think in the moment of us sitting in that room and everybody at a funeral full of unbelievers, there was there was a small amount of believers and that's why it was where it was. In that moment of that prayer being said, I want to I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I've never been a repeated prayer after me guy when it comes to salvation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? So a man uh, confesses with the mouth, believes with his heart. And you it's know? The so that's kind of where we mouth. go from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have an actual uh, transactional moment with God, mm-hmm. where He puts His Holy Spirit in you, and you put your your um, whole life into his hands. There's there's like a big moment there that that usually um, produces fruit, and a lot of times those those prayers may not produce fruit. But whatever was going on in that moment, God wrecked me for the lost. And then in that moment, I was like saying that prayer very loud, just. Jesus come into my heart the whole nine yards. And then everything after that was amazing, amazing moments of testimonies in conversation with these young men. And I think it was an act of intercession. I think the reason why I broke is because there was a burden mm-hmm. for the ones in the room that I knew needed that prayer. The ones in the room that I know need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because now they're they're past 31 32 33. Mhm. You know, they're 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 about to to crest the top of that hill where you're no longer um on the underside of life expectancy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if your life expectancy of a young male um is like 76 to 78 and these guys are plowing over 35 it's time to get serious with your eternity. Right. Like, be honest. It's yeah. it's time to really take account in inventory. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a burden of intercession that happened in that moment, and it was transactional, and then God gave me a voice with certain people. Encounters are important. So all those young men had encounters. Mm-hmm. It was almost impossible mm-hmm. to get me out of that funeral. Can I, can I tell you, it's, it, it makes me kind of jealous to hear this, but let me. Oh, you can come to any funeral with me. (laughs) No, I don't want to go to funerals, but well, I've been to a lot of funerals and this is what, you know how you said like encounters don't have to be Mm two-sided. I've had people encounter Christ 
while I'm leading worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I don't have a lot of, if any, stories of like one-on-one encounters. I should have more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't witness as much as I should because I don't is... see many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always up at up in the front during church, and I've been there for many years. Worship yeah. is sticky, man, because like there's always the the default of talent, where like you just you just stay in that realm of talent mm-hmm. but when when you look at the anointing mm-hmm. you know and you look at deliverance and david playing the harp and the 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 harp anything david played when he when he was brought into saul saul walked out of favor with god yeah and it's interesting cuz the reason why he lost favor with god is cuz he didn't murder everything god was like Kill them all because we don't need these. If 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 you don't, they're just going to rise up against us again. Mm-hmm. They'll regroup over time, and then we're going to have to fight this defeated foe again. So kill it all. Don't save nothing. So he he was disobedient. Kept himself some women and some livestock, and and the father of some of these people, right? Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, God removes the favor. And the ability to hear in the peace from Saul's life, um, the the torment came when he was supposed to be at rest. So his sleep was stolen from him, which is where a lot of people are tormented. By the mm-hmm. way, you'll lose your mind. Yeah, and you'll be too frazzled in daylight hours to get anything accomplished. Mm-hmm. You'll go crazy. It's like a number one area where people get attacked. Yeah, mm-hmm. insomnia. So David comes in. And it says that he was anointed. He invented instruments. He yeah. he wrote music. He was a psalmist. It's the only man in the Bible that that God said is a man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. So there was something about his anointing, his his ability to to play music and and seek God, that gave him that that honorable mention in Scripture. So David plays this music. And it changed the atmosphere so powerfully that the enemy's attempts to disrupt rest and to torment were inoperable. Mm -hmm. Like they could not operate while that music was played. Yeah. It was a temporal deliverance. So when you play and you're anointed and all of a sudden you're hidden and the Holy Spirit's flowing through you, and you're playing those keys or you're playing that instrument, and somebody comes in who's tormented, bang, that thing cannot torment them under that music. Right. Do you know? And all of a sudden they feel peace. When I'm having a bad day at work, I will go to the piano and I will play. Yeah. yeah. Because always I think of put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When mm-hmm. I feel heavy and my heart is heavy, that's where I go to. Yes. First time you walk under that music and you feel peace, mm-hmm. and you've been dealing with anxiety, depression, addiction, whatever, um, you walk out and you're like, that felt good. Then those oppressive spirits come back. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what happened? And then you come back, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you feel peace again. You're like, man, every time I come here, I feel peace. We hear it all the time. All People the come time. And they're like, for some reason, like our ex-sister-in-law, who's still treated like our sister in our family, yep. breaks and cries every time she comes to the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like we have a lot of family events and because there's children involved, she comes back If to the I church. play This Is The Air I Breathe, you know that song? Yeah, she's a wreck. She, a hundred, that's her Thank favorite you, worship song. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should play it every time she comes. Yeah, yep. seriously. It should be the ringtone like, when she calls yes. Oop, it's time to sing happy birthday. <laughs> this is the era. <laughs> like, everybody's like, what's going on? She's just sobbing. Yeah. I'm sobbing. But her son is the one that on yesterday took the mic in yeah. the middle of the church and was like, mm. he did it in the most... God's got them, young them millennial Gen Z, elder Gen Z way ever, and he's like, bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think you're listening to the lyrics of this song right now. He if was you, in his if socks. you did this right, you'd get a good pump. <laughs> yeah, like literally, he was wearing like banana socks or taco socks or something, just 
in his sock, sock which it by the way is a whole th- testimony for him because he's weird about his feet but Don't it was you? but it was <laughs> But it was like power and fire. Yes. And he, and he could say it barely without crying. He was like yeah. shaking. And you knew the presence of God was upon him. Yeah. So these these moments of encounters, these moments are the presence of the Lord. Yes. So it's the presence of the Lord that you're stepping into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because whether you got saved a long time ago and think that was the moment that you got saved, we go through life and we have all of these different moments of time where we have what we've been calling tonight encounters. And what that means is where you walked in like a moment Mm -hmm. where the full presence of God was there. Because there's moments in life where you're still going to press in and you're still going to be with Jesus and you're still going to go to church and worship and read your Bible. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the presence of the Lord has a different effect Yeah, yeah. when it's like in fullness Mm -hmm. and like complete righteousness, holiness, and pureness. That like there's the because you can't live like that all the time I don't think because then I feel like it would lose. Do you we, know what I mean? We went to lunch with Monique. Shout out Monique and Gary. Gary Bear and she's like and Monique. She's like <laughs> he had a prophecy spoken over a word of this and I was gonna say don't prophetic. Say yeah. And then she's like, so we're gonna see where this goes the next night. The next night, everybody's called into groups of like 45 or 50 to pray. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's given testimony like out of nowhere, he stepped into the gift of prophetic words. Really? I missed all this. The next night. Wow. So that encounter. Yes. And somebody speaking of things that are not right now yes. as though they were. You're yes. going to do this. Yes. I see this. Yes. It That encounter unlocked something. Yes. Right? Yes. And here's a guy that loves, he's a quiet guy, but he loves extreme sports. What's more extreme Mm. than stepping out in faith over something you hear in your spirit? Yes. And you have no way of telling whether or not it's on. Yeah. Until that person gives confirmation. Yeah. Prophecy is hard when you're working in that gift, man. But the testimony of Jesus is prophecy. Yes. Yeah. And the prophetic is. I think it's it can be very rewarding, but it's high risk, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read a couple. Mm-hmm. So Acts 3, 20 and 21 says that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Hmm. Joe mentioned that we were at a, a conference this weekend, and there were moments of the conference where, if like me and Joe actually have gone in a little bit of ebb and flow with, with attending events, mm-hmm. Um there was a moment when Joe was on fire a lot more than I was. And so he actually would have to go to events by himself. Mm-hmm. And if you're a married couple and you're listening, if you are at different levels of fire, start praying for one another mm-hmm. and try your like hardest to get to the same level of fire with each other because you are one in Christ. You are it literally one flesh according to him. Mm-hmm. So when one of you is there and one of you is not, something's off. Mm-hmm. And so for Joe, he would attend all these conferences. Why is it important to attend events and attend um, conferences and attend like anything outside of your normal church services, like attend things that are outside of a Sunday and outside of a Wednesday. Why? Because you are cultivating an environment of having just these different possibilities of encounters to be happening. And so what Joe was doing is he was going to all of these and things were still happening. Things were amazing. But then he would come home and the fire would basically... kind of go out because he was it would almost end up in a fight he was in a home where there was now a split between the husband and the wife being at different levels of fire and so by the time i caught up with him we now have been both attending like multiple things outside of our normal church services in order to 
fan the flame. If you if you meal prep or cook meals every day, and then you you get used to certain things, right? So when Heidi makes like a list on the fridge of what she's gonna do for meals, it's usually like the same twelve things in a different order, like baked chicken and rice. But now it's on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. You know what I mean? So it's nice to go out and invest in something special once in a while. So we'll go out for sushi. We'll go out for fish. You know, so you're always, we do it in every other part of life. Yeah. You watch TV and YouTube all the time. You binge your favorite shows or whatever. But every once in a while, you want something special accompanied by movie theater butter on their popcorn yeah so you go see something at the theater you got to get out of the house you go you sit you have an experience yep you have an encounter yeah and that's the thing is we do it in every other part of life Mm -hmm. right right but at church it's like well i gotta get home and watch the kickoff yeah the kids got a soccer game yeah on sunday morning and it's gonna be all day Mm -hmm. and it's like we're trading an eternal equipping an encounter for something temporal. Yeah. Right? The chances of your kid going pro, like our son is really good at baseball, but when it comes to like him getting drafted in the major leagues, I mean, you have so many people in the United States and South America and China and Japan that are really good at baseball that play in the MLB now. Cuba. Yeah. Cuba for sure. <laughs> the- she just whispers it. The Dominican. Yeah. She's like getting Puerto prophetic Rico. about Cuba. We're just going to see like this big influx of even more Cuban baseball players coming in. They're just going to be hitting home runs. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. But um, I want you to rewind a little bit. If you are in a relation. Now, when I was just speaking to that, I mm-hmm. was speaking where man and wife are both like running toward God. Yeah. Okay. That is where you need to make sure that you start attending extracurricular outside of normal service times together. Yeah. That is important. Stop sending your husband out by himself and husband stop sending your wives out by herself. Like you guys need to You're unite there. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Yes. Yeah. Now if you are And a, don't stop inviting the one that's not coming. If you're the one that goes. Yeah. You you still extend the invitation. Correct. Yeah. Now, if you are in a, if you are not in that boat, so if you are in a relationship where they're really not doing anything church related and it's a very far off, now that is a situation where sure, go ahead and extend that invite. But if they say no, like I'm not getting on people that are in a marriage where it's very lopsided, those mm-hmm. marriages continue to pray for your spouse because they will turn around and they will yeah. come to Christ. There's there's a lot of scripture on that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it it addresses wives if their husband is not serving the Lord, um, they're they're not they're 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 actually his his tie to salvation at that point, and yeah. and they need to stay steadfast. And it actually addresses don't withhold mm-hmm. an intimacy from them. Yeah, because if they're not following Christ, correct, they're they're even more subject to go out and be yes. tempted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you keep that that ministry fulfilled yes you know the drop and drawers ministry you keep that fulfilled (laughs) because you can't afford to be interceding for somebody that's going outside the marriage because you don't have the capacity to forgive that especially if you have children already that takes that takes a, a throne room of god forgiveness to get over it's very few that get over that i can't get over what you just said the drop in the pants did you just like think of that the drop and drawers know. ministry. It was prophetic. Be like, sir, what part of the ministry would you like to be in? Drop and drawers, please. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> the next wedding I go Only to, with your I wife. Hope, the next wedding I go to, I hope that they go, and you are now together, <laughs> entering what we like to call the dropping of the drawers ministry. You may kiss the bride. You're you may legal kiss now. The bride. Yeah. Um, it was not legal until this. The exact other moment. day. Joe posted on social media and asked people, well, it was rhetorical, I think, but people just started answering. So Thank I got, God the answer. I yeah. got in and in on that one. And it was like, what are what have you read today? Like, mm-hmm. what are you in the word? In? And I've been just hanging out in Hebrews. You guys mm-hmm. been there? Yeah. yeah. That's good. <sighs> Hebrews 2 and 12 are fantastic. I can't have you gone into 10? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, 
in yeah, 10, 10 is good. 10's real good. And it says uh, in verse 23 through 25, let us hold fast the confession of our hope oh, without yeah. wavering for he who promised is faithful. Girl, that in and of itself, like you could stop right there, period, point blank. Mm -hmm. That is good. But it goes on to say, and let us consider one another. Yes. In order to stir up love yes. and good works. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to be stirring the pot with one another yeah. yes. in order to stir up love and good works. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together mm -hmm. as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Yeah. Okay. Assembling yourselves together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exhorting one another, assembling yourselves together even more as you see the day God's, approaching. God's put it on my heart lately to um, when when we go to events and somebody says or does something that's anointed that actually hits deep to go to them and let them know what had anointing on it. Mm. Not like I'm critiquing what you said or Correct. didn't say like that part really like hit me. I have to let you know mm -hmm. that when you did this, yeah, yeah. I couldn't keep it together. Yeah. Like that was, if you didn't come here for anybody else. Yeah. Can I, can I tap on that? Go for it. If something can still be anointed, even if it hurt your feelings. Oh, most if of the it's, time if that's it's when like it's a hurt your feelings. Okay. Let's, let's address this. That comes, that comes out of a place of conviction. Yes. Conviction yeah. does yes. not come from man or man's words. Yes. The Bible says conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Yes. If it, if it is said to you under the anointing and it lines up with the word yes. about who God has intended for you to be, yes. but it hurts your feelings, yeah. that means that Get right. it's good. It's square yeah. Yeah. with the word and you're not. Yeah. There was one session that mm -hmm. we went through that it was it it was so like anointed and sharp hitting me, like just sliced me right in the gut type of situation where like I had hurt feelings and I was kind of butthurt about it. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, I suck. And this sucks and everything sucks. But what did you do? You <laughs> but, didn't wallow. No, I was like, but this is anointed and this is good. And That's I need where, this. Right. That's where you rally. Yes. Rather Dude, than yeah. wallow. Apostle Barney, this guy, he's, he's my guy. He, Joe loves him. Shut up, Barn. He loves he, him. He has an anointing to bring it truth straight. Truth straight. Like there's not like a off the word. Um, he's he's very naturally funny and charismatic, but it's always it's always straight and it's on and it's always biblical. But it it it's always a place where where there's a, a deep-rooted conviction for me. Like, mm -hmm. he usually just happens to have the right-now word for, like, what I'm not doing. Mm. But what I've <laughs> thought about doing. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then he'll he'll deliver, but then he'll love on me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that, I've learned, though, that when I have that conviction from the Holy Spirit about something... Mm. It's not because he's trying to say, Joe, you're you're just not there. He what he's doing is saying, you already know this. Mm -hmm. You already felt the call. If you stay at this measure of glory that you're under, you won't reach this over here. Mm -hmm. So if you utilize this as a rung on a ladder to come up higher, mm -hmm. I'm gonna take you to a place where where you don't think you can get, but I'm right here right now convicting you right now letting you know that you have to get there. Mm -hmm. You have to get there. It's possible. Yes. The only thing ha holding you back right now is is your you. comfort. <laughs> yeah. You're addicted to comfort right now. You're mm -hmm. sitting here eating a big fat comfort sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of instead of just dipping it in comfort sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a little Chick-fil-A sauce on your comfort sandwich and you're just sitting there. Waiting for it, waiting for, <laughs> I don't even know. But this is the thing is, is when we, when we realize that those moments where, where we, we feel almost like a, 
the the enemy will also show up at those moments with like self condemnation, but the apostle Paul said there is there now therefore no condemnation those, those who, love, who Christ love Christ Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, and are called according to His purpose. Yes. I was just about speaking in tongues trying to say that, <laughs> like it just wasn't. Rolling. I may have added the last part, but that's all right. It's it's all <laughs> I'm true. I'm not sure. So when we when you we know, have the older those, I get, the stronger the allure and pull of comfort is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. The thing with the encounters though is when you get a a pr- <clears throat> the reason they change you is because when you physically and spiritually feel the presence of God it's real to you at that particular moment. You're not going off of somebody else's stories. Mm-hmm. You're not going off of somebody else's experiences. Like you actually had a moment with Jesus. Like you had something where you're like, God, I know you're here. You just got made fully accountable though. Like Absolutely. You'll answer for it. Absolutely. But these are, that's not to scare people. Like no. these are, these are moments where when you have them, you're like, they should be empowering. I've got this. It shouldn't leave you looking for the next time God speaks to you. I just had that when, well, when I went, and I talked about it on our last episode. Yes. Where I was doing the thing where I was like, okay, yeah. there's a special speaker. Today is my day. And yeah. God was like, um, or you could just talk directly to me. Yeah. You don't have to, we're not, we don't always have to work through the conduit of other people, though he will. Yes. If it's how I need to hear it. Yes. But it was just him and I. Yeah. To the point where, like, my body started to shake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And sometimes I want that. And I literally ask God for it because. The body shakes? Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want a physical manifestation. I, physical I had manifestation. an encounter yesterday that was. Knock me flat. Interesting. Uh-huh. And, like, everybody around me all these leaders of churches in the area. And there was Pastor John Kilpatrick from the Brownsville Revival. If you ever go YouTube it and just watch videos, like the the tangible presence of God, four million, five million people from all over the world made their way there. And were, like things were, lives were changed, people were touched. The man still walks under a very heavy anointing. Um, we got brought up on stage, everybody in ministry that was there for a impartation and he's going through and he's praying and speaking words over people. And I'm like a one eye open guy. I'm, yeah. I'm going to see what's going on. Same. And <laughs> I'm not the blessing so, of the music ministry i get to this is keep this one is open. now this is key here mm-hmm. because we've talked about this on the podcast how men of god skip me yes yeah they do mm-hmm. he walked up to me smiled skipped me and went to heidi heidi d- drops like a sack of potatoes <laughs> i thought she he was going to she's convulsing and shaking and god's flowing through her body with electricity everybody on my left side Ministers of like churches that walk in gifts Mm -hmm. dropped. And I'm like, I just got skipped again. (laughs) All of a sudden, he turns around, tap him on the shoulder, like, hello. Turns around, smiles, comes back over, sticks his thumb in my forehead. Ooh, interesting. Hand on my stomach and starts to prophesy. I start feeling it. Didn't fall out. Like, I was fully conscious of everything he was saying. I was surrounded by people that probably don't know what he said over them. They just fell out. He didn't even speak any words to me. So then he goes through this line of quite a few people, and, and we're in a big auditorium, and he's making his way through, and he's praying for musicians. And then he comes back to me, looks me in the eye, smiles, Touches my stomach, says, you're a pastor. Yep. Where are you at? I said, I'm at this place probably about 20 minutes from here. Okay. It's in there, though. It's in there. It's in there. Touching my stomach, it's in there. I start sobbing, and he walks away. 
But the second round of it's like, in there. What's in there? <laughs> well, it had to do with the, the first, with the first. word. Like he came back to make sure. I, n- he must have been led back. It, it was, was like it was interesting though that you usually get skipped. I this, think God was laughing twice. a little you got bit it twice because I did get skipped. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I feel like. God was like, "I got you." But yeah, just and I out. wasn't ready for the skip, so I was. I'm gonna be funny for, or probably not funny. We were the first couple brought up there. <laughs> Pastor Landon came and he hit my elbow and he said, "Come on." Well, we were just the ones standing by the steps, and yeah. So he grabbed us and a couple other ones, and and we were led up in like a line. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're. First in line. There's like no you way shouldn't you're be skipped. you shouldn't be skipped. If you're like straggled up, <laughs> if you straggled up to the back and you're yeah. standing four rows back, like Jesus, please. The the interesting part when you when you so I ask for things right like since I started experiencing Jesus, I want more experiences of like like physical emotional, spiritual moments with Jesus, right? Like You just can't get addicted you can't get to addicted getting to it, it through a person. You can't get addicted to it, but at the same time, like, well, I, yeah, because you can do it in your bedroom in a worship moment with a YouTube song playing. Like, yeah. you can get that anywhere. It's, if you're seeking his face. It's seeking him and just wanting to be engaged with him and partner. It's no different than than going at a wedding dance with your husband. If, if you're not seeking the... Um, if you're not seeking like a a specific thing in a sense, I I don't know how to word that. So sometimes people are like, I want to fall out under the power if that's real. Well, good. Go to as many, um, evangelistic. Yeah. Go to as many evangelistic (laughs) things. But if that's what you're going to take from the relationship, it doesn't last. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen... You get back up off the floor. Yeah. I want the residuals. I want whatever happens there to affect me the rest of my life. Yeah. So all of a sudden, if I'm going to pray for encounter in my secret place Mm -hmm. with God, the one who knows the intention of my heart, he's going to know what I'm going for. And I'm not on this earth in a a position where I just want to go for like goosebumps and... And seeing angels in the corners of rooms. If you see an angel in the corner of a room and you're still doing the same thing you did yesterday, I'd fear God on why you've seen that angel. Yeah. Unless he's like, hey, I'm just letting you know they're here watching over you. If if they're on assignment, what's the assignment? What are you supposed to be doing? Because if he's given angels charge over you, yeah, right? Yeah. They're gonna go out and work on your behalf in ministry, whether it be prophetic healing, whatever. You better you better tighten up your laces, man. Like get your shoes on tight because you're mm-hmm. about to start running. Yeah. And yeah. you can't have your shoes a piece falling off your feet while you're running. So you better get intimate with God. So when I see things like that, I'm not looking for an event where where God comes and d- makes some fireworks in my life. So I'm looking for a tangible uh Long lasting expression mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna grow me in a love language yes. with them. So I can I completely hear what you're saying. Like so there are there are people that only seek the encounters mm-hmm. and if they don't have one of those every four weeks, they feel like they are in a desert mm-hmm. and that they can't hear from yeah. God and that they did something because wrong. Because you see And they still people, probably didn't do another with the last one. Right. Well you like so for me, I don't have them often, right? But I get like a jealousy because you see people get knocked out they have a physical encounter with god mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and then they're like forever changed yeah. right or they go through this big transformation and it reminds me of the time that you guys spoke that message where you set a table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you can have a table set and it's like plastic forks yeah. and paper mm-hmm. plates and like you know, a, fl- a little flower in the middle. Yep. And that to somebody is better than they've ever had in their whole life. Yeah. But then you you get ramped up, right? And like, God's like, no, no, I have this table over here. Yeah. And it's like gorgeous china with candles and 
roses and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And you get there and you think like, this is great. But then, you know, he's like, I have more for you still. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's like we feel complacent and we've, at least in the Western church, we've had, we've conditioned ourselves to think that something like that is a sign of breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And you equate the two. Mm -hmm. Whereas God yeah. can transform you yeah. profoundly mm -hmm. and intimately when you just get in his word every single day. Mm -hmm. Heidi's had a couple experiences where when she's out under the power, where she's had like lightning go through her. Yeah. And then she hears an audible voice and God one time said, um, I'm proud of you. Right. Mm. For her, that fired her up and drove her to the next chasing yeah. God mm -hmm. for me if he would have said I'm proud of you I probably would have got complacent yeah I'd have been like yes I made it mm -hmm. so Th he that's usually when you back off yeah he usually only speaks to me in an audible it, way if I'm really screwing up it is oh interesting it is different though because the the one that I received last night and this wasn't a word from a man this was God God talking to me last night that one was not like a good job, ma'am, like at Atta all. Girl. It yeah. was like a you were you're here to do this. Yep, you're gonna steward revival because of this. Correct. So that was a very different. So now you have the weight of revival on your shoulders. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oof. Duh. Which means obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's not a that's not a bad thing. No, it's, it's just we're going to be only, accountable. The for only those way words. to make that happen, though, is the seeking of His face. That's the only mm -hmm. place that it could be. Yeah, like mm -hmm. literally. And so, what that tells you is that when you when you have encounters or receive even prophetic words, your job at that point going forward is number one: you should be all fired up because you you just had a moment mm -hmm. with the Holy One. I can't wait to see what He does with you. William Seymour, Azusa Street Revival, Bonnie Bray Street. It started there. Yeah. Um, he had to keep a milk crate on his head throughout the service until the voice of God released him to walk in that revival. So wouldn't it be just awesome if, like, God was like, okay, Heidi. Hi, welcome you're in to Wisconsin. our church. You're new here. This is Heidi, Pastor Heidi. Don't mind her. She's uh, the one with the Pensacola Beach beach bag <laughs> from Alvin Islands on her head, she, rocking. She's the one with her head in the fridge right now. But God will—that's God's doing a new thing. As in soon her. as her head comes out, watch out, watch out. You better hold on to your Birkenstocks because she's gonna mm -hmm. come and and the Holy Spirit's gonna wave the patchouli oil right off your face. Yeah. Put those Crocs in uh, four-wheel drive because yep. it's coming. The reason that I wanted to bring this up tonight is because just like that story at the beginning where he was talking about the limo with the, with the wheel mm -hmm. and the Trump paying off his house, if you don't start exposing yourself to areas of getting into the kingdom of Christ with all of these people that are around you or all mm -hmm. of these events that are around your local areas, if you don't start putting yourself out there, no one is going to know you're there. Like no one is going to be able to speak into your life because just when, what it was talking about, how like the prophet, prophet, really? <laughs> Golly, <laughs> the prophets of old, they, God still to this day sends his prophets to be able to speak into his people. Yeah. And so if you're not, Sometimes you may be a Joe situation where you have attended 10 of them and you always get skipped or something like I still, that. I still leave with. But he, st he still leaves with something, but he also still attends. He doesn't let that stop him from attending things. Right? I, don't, I don't attend them for that. Right. Anymore. Right. Like but when, when I attend something, I'm like, how can I intercede so that a revival breaks out here? Correct. But when, but at the same time, when you do attend these things, you're putting yourself in a position yeah. of cultivating an atmosphere where something could happen. I want to be a part of whatever happens. Yes. Like, like you're putting yourself where something could happen. Whereas if you don't ever go in the first place, 
nothing's going to happen. And, you, and there's people that are literally sitting like at home all the time saying, God, where are you? God, where are you? And if you would just open your front door and start going out into these areas, you're going to be able to see God everywhere because he's now able to start putting people in your path and you, you're being in people's path in order for to create those, those encounters and those things that happen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.